Grand Rising, everybody. Now, like, which lives, food and coffee. Mm. Got my coffee here. Yum. My nice Slytherin cup. Ah, not feeling so well today, but I'm going to get through this, and I'm on a little bit later than normal. Um, all right, so let's get started. Um, again, speaking from the Emerald Tablet, Alchemy for Personal Transformation. Um, and as we were talking about uh, the first Hermes, um, is the Reckoner of the Universe, um, source of all natural law, um, as the Shepherd of Men, and vehicle of knowledge okay he is the higher mind in man that provides inspiration and inner knowledge according to the evers papyrus 68 foot long scroll on alchemy that has been called the oldest book of the world man's guide is thought who bestows on him the gifts of of his speech again talking about the language that we use to create create and shape our world who makes the books and looms those who learn therein and the physical and the physicians who follow him that they may work cures okay the revealer of hidden the lord of rebirth thought this a guide to alternate states of consciousness and the initiator of human enlightenment one of the scrolls the book of breathings taught humans how to become gods so this is it so breathing because breath is life we can live without, uh, good morning, whoever's on Facebook. We can live without water and food for quite some time, but we cannot live without breath. Breath is basically so powerful that I don't think most people even understand the power within breath. Um, everybody's always looking for a miracle, right? They're like, well, let's look to the sky. Let's, you know, sometimes we're looking for UFOs or aliens or whatever it is, right? We want to see a miracle happen or we're, we're wanting to see the magnificence of this world. And the reality is our own breath is a miracle. We can utilize the breath to do some kundalini awakening. Now, kundalini being the chakra systems or the energy life force that's within us. And when we open it and we, we attune to it properly, we have these epiphanies and connections into um other dimensional spaces and time so basically what it's saying is that the breath itself holds the key and we need not even say anything now behind the breath right of life is vibration and frequency so the breath itself gives an ability to um communicate the frequency right and that's what they were talking about first there was the word well we use breath to construct words our vocal cords use the vibrational frequency but we need air to do that so that's one way that the breath is powerful another way is that it opens up the internal chakra system and kundalini breath work let me tell you what if you do it long enough let's just say that you commit to doing it for you know four months straight every single day i can tell you right now that your body will love you for it it's quite amazing what the breath can do it can heal for instance if you were to fall and hurt yourself the first thing you should be doing is inhaling a great big breath 
See, getting oxygen to the place where it needs it, right? Oxygen is our friend. Oxygen heals us. Oxygen helps us. We need it to live, to survive. So the breath is an amazing, powerful force that we have available to us that people don't even utilize. We don't utilize our breath properly. Now, if we started to look at the human world um, and we started to look at the earth in general, animals who breathe faster have shorter lifespans. Animals who breathe slower have longer lifespans. So we can really extend our life on earth through the breath itself, which is kind of, that's a, that's phenomenal. I mean, think about it, how cool that is. Like, whoa, what? The breath? That's awesome. Good morning, Sina. So with the breath, we slow our breath down, right? And we, that's why meditation So focus on the breath, come to the point of breath. Because when we come out of the womb, that's the first thing that we do. We have to breathe or we'll die. And it's a natural thing. There are certain things that are not taught to us as we come into this world. One is how to suck, right? Or oral so that we could drink the milk. We know how to do that. No one's teaching us how to do that. That's a survival tool. And then the breath to breathe, right? But that's the first thing we do. We have to be able to inhale oxygen to live, which to oxygen is very toxic to other things, to other creatures. You know, if aliens or something came on here, they might have to wear some kind of a suit because the oxygen could be very toxic to their to their self. But for us, it's our survival. So thinking about that and thinking about how we breathe and the breath of air, right? It's like, say, so breathing itself allows for us to take in the very life force, um, the very thing that gives us the life force that we need. Good morning, Spinky. So breathing in. Now, kundalini breath work, you got to be careful with that. You literally, here's the cool thing, and this is kind of what people don't know. Here's a little, um, shh, don't tell anybody. Just kidding. You could tell everybody if you want. But people, they go to like psychedelics, right? They're like, oh, let me, I need to go on this like spiritual journey. So I'm going to do like shrooms and LSD and I don't know whatever they do. Ayahuasca. The reality is the breath can give you the same exact experience if you used it properly okay there's um when i was doing my kundalini practice which i should get back on and do every day um but when you take in a deep breath okay and you you take it in in such a way you can literally make yourself pass out if you did it if you did it too fast you can literally take in too much oxygen and knock yourself out so the breath work of kundalini is take it slow because people want to take it fast and they're not used to taking in so much oxygen all at once, right? And it literally can open up other states of consciousness, believe it or not. And that's what it's talking about. It literally can. It's pretty, it's crazy actually. So there's one move in, in the kundalini practice where you inhale and you hold the breath and you go backwards and let me tell you what, if you do that too fast, you literally will get dizzy and you'll feel high, right? Because the breath can make you high. So we take for granted the very breath that we have. 
we don't even realize the magnificence and the power that breathing correctly can actually do for us and so how it can support us and this is part of spiritual alchemy the breath of life is critical how we breathe is important i have a quote right and at first when i first read it it sounded so beautiful right especially growing up i'm like wow this is a beautiful quote until i really understood what the quote was saying okay and the quote is uh, life is measured by the breast um measured by the breast we take not by the wait i'm sorry life is not measured by the breast we take but by the breath by the moments that take our breath away sorry i get to struggle through that because it's sitting over here okay so basically it is measured by the breaths we take but also by the breaths that take our breath away the moments that take our breath away because as we shorten our breath and as we pant we actually shorten our lifespan so if you looked at like the monks and if you looked at the people who are in deep meditation their breathing is critical they're expanding their life force they're they're expanding their life the slower that we breathe the more that we inhale the oxygen the slower that our heart rate goes meaning our heart doesn't have to pump so hard to get the blood where it needs to go so even in working out and all that kind of stuff is super helpful because we're taking in more oxygen and we need oxygen to fuel to fuel us we would die without it right so again if we looked at the breath the breath and then the breath is important and then it actually is utilized to create through our voice it's just wind passing through vibration and frequency, which is kind of crazy, right? It's really cool that we've come up with a language where we use the breath, we use our vocal cords, and we say something, and that's so that we can create a reality. We don't use it that way. Nobody understands the magic of the word. See, people are just talking, 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 talking. They're not really knowing what they're talking about. Really, really, really. If they really understood, if we really broke down the etymology of every word that we spoke and we understood the power and the vibrational frequency that comes with the word and the breath and the word on the breath, everybody would be speaking a different tone, a different language. So, and you can see it even in, so it doesn't matter what, let's just look at it, any traditional religion or spiritual awakening is that what do we say when you go let's say you go to india when i was living in india you can have all these chantings going on those chantings are vibrational tonalities that are being sent to the world right it's like om mani padme om mani padme om right they do this um the mosque they'll um, say their prayers out loud and on the speaker and it's it's and then if you go to mass let's say you go to to a catholic mass right the priest even sings this is the body and blood of christ you know and then all this stuff they're chanting because there's a vibrational tone and frequency behind the words that they are actually saying that word and vibration and frequency has a tonality to it to harmonize with the world around us okay uh see i see that quote more as not 
that we just breathe, but the moments that take our breath away as in birth of a child. Special moments are moments that you feel it right in your heart and it takes your breath away in that moment. If that makes sense, like a beautiful sunset. It could, and that's what people make. See, that's what I'm saying. That's what people make the quote out to be. And that's how I used to think it until I started understanding the true meaning of breath. Time is measured. Look at this. Let me, life is measured. Let No, life is not measured by the breaths we take. Okay, that's the beginning of it. Life is not measured by the breaths we take. But the, the ones that take our breath away. In other words, the measurement of our breath and the time that we have on this earth is shortened when we take our breath away. That's the meaning of the quote. And it sounds beautiful because we're like, oh, it takes my breath away. But the, every breath that's taken away shortens our lifespan. So the measurement of time in our breath coincide with each other. So the breaths that we take is not the time that is measured. It's by the breath that we don't have that it's measured. It's like the panting dog, right? So yes, people believe the quote to be that way. And that's what I did. And you could still believe it that way. But when you look at it and you analyze it and you put it in um, the understanding of how breath works, life is not measured by the breaths we take. It's not. The breaths that we take are giving us life. When we inhale slowly, we're slowing down the heart. It's actually giving us life. It's actually allowing us to live. It's shortening. It's, I mean, it's expanding our lifetime, our lifespan. Okay. Now, if we took it, but the moments that take our breath away. Yeah. It's measured by the moments that are taking our breath away. Because every breath that's taken away shortens our lifespan. So that measurement gets smaller. So it's, it's pretty interesting, right? Because when we, th we see that quote, we can look at it and say, oh, it's taking my breath away. But when you take your breath away, you're shortening your lifespan. You're not actually extending it. Extending it, your lifespan is by breathing slowly. So the breath, that's what I'm trying to talk about here, is that the breath is so powerful that we have forgotten. We don't even know. Magic exists in front of us every day, all day. And most of us just forget about it, right? Because why? We have to work. We have all these things going on. But the miracle of breath, right? The miracle of breath is amazing. Hey, Quad D, how are you? So good morning, shirts. So the breath itself has the power and magic. And, and then we have the ability to communicate with the vibrational frequency on words. The words that shape, okay, words were created to shape a reality. And that reality that shaped is how we see the or view the world or how we create or shape the world through our human existence. See, natural law works with law. They work in it works in tandem with natural law. If we disappear, let's say humans disappear, the animals will work with natural law. They'll work with the divine. 
we have a choice, right? And this is the biggest thing. This is the biggest distinction. We can work with it or against it. The consequence either way. When we create, we're using symbols to try, okay? We're using symbols to try to show what we're feeling internally into the external or what we're seeing visually or feeling through our sensations. And then we start to create, and that comes in symbols, right? Symbology, or we can say sacred geometry. And then we utilize that to create. So if you looked at everything, nearly everything we create, right, is based on mathematics. It's based on um, geometry. The building, right, if we looked at it, it's a square or it's a circle, right, or it's a pyramid, right? Like the pyramid itself had four faces, but that foundation had to be laid out and that was laid out in a symbol. And they recognized that that particular symbol had the greatest foundation to build something. They had to describe it. So they called it what a pyramid. So then you go back and you say, well, what is the etymology of the word? And this is literally how I typically teach people. If they're taking a course with me, that's what I do. I break down the words. And then how do they shape and create the world that we see around us? Because that is what is creating the reality that we see. That's what's shaping it. Words can be spells. Yes. Well, that's why they call, what do you think spelling is called? Spell, right? <laughs> We're like, I have a spelling bee to go to, you know, or spell this word. That's a spell, right? And then you spell it and you read it and you're spelling. So yes, that's exactly what words are. Spells. Yeah. And some good, some bad, right? So that's why I was talking about, and this goes all the way back to the other podcast that I was talking about, is that we have the power to create and shape our own reality based on the internal dialogue, the symbology that we're seeing internally and how we're communicating that externally. So when we do look at quotes like that, that one, right, and we look at the meaning of it and we really pick it apart, we start to see that there's some hidden wisdom in there. And somehow we could be misusing it or not really understanding what the sacred hidden wisdom is within that because breath is the very power um, of what we have here. We cannot live without it. And we can utilize it to heal, to heal ourselves. See, when let for instance, and, and I, I really urge you to do this. This is, comes naturally to me. I don't know if it's naturally for everybody. Please chime in if it is. But let's say, for instance, I fall and I have. OK, I'll give you a story, actually, of what happened. OK, <laughs> my. Oh, it was a good lesson, actually. I had to, like, find a lesson in it. But I was running late for a flight. Actually, I wasn't even running late. No, let me back up. I wasn't running late. I was just running because that's what I do. I'm like, oh, my God, I got to get there fast, fast, fast. Move, 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 move. And I was going up the escalator. And rather than just walk slowly up with the escalator, I was running up with it. Well, my shoes that I, I had on were very slippery and I slipped and I fell to my knees and I dropped down like four steps. Just boom, boom, boom. I mean, it was that's probably the worst fall I ever had. And my knee, I, I was like, the first thing I did was just took a deep breath. I didn't even try to move. I just went 
and I just closed my eyes and I just started breathing. Now, this is a natural thing for me. And I don't know if it's natural for you guys to do this. I just started breathing. I didn't even move it. I was like, I don't know if I, I think I broke it. I, I think I broke it. That's what I felt like it. I was like, I can't move it. I don't know. I did some, it was, and all I did was keep breathing and breathing and breathing and breathing and breathing and breathing air into it. Well, they say that if you breathe air into a, like a womb or if you, a wound, or if you breathe air into some, a place where you've hurt yourself, that you're actually giving it oxygen and healing powers. And it's true. So literally had to breathe and then I started to move it. But I think if I would have moved it without giving it breath, I think I would have been worse off. But that was my natural response and reaction. See, the breath has healing powers. And then you could take it beyond that. If you do Kundalini, I've never felt so amazing after doing Kundalini for months and months and months and months. Why? Because it clears the obstruction in the body. It literally will help you get rid of all of the obstruction in the body and the inflammation. Because you're moving with breath. Okay. And you're taking in the breath. So life isn't measured by the breaths we take. But the moments that take our breath away shorten our lifespan. Pretty crazy because I see that quote completely different now. Totally different. And now I understand what it's trying to say. It's saying that we get to breathe more deeply. We get to inhale more deeply down to the Dantian, which is down <laughs> to the root chakra, right? So in Kung Fu, we call it Dantian, which is where that sexual power comes from, right? The root, the very, very, very bottom. We breathe deep, 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 deep into there, and then we exhale. And let all of that carbon dioxide out, releasing all of the toxins. That's why we sing and activate so breath super critical thoth was the god of breath and he taught us how to breathe properly well what is breathing okay so focus on the breath that's uh, that's why i notice people tell you well just take a deep breath don't forget to breathe because every time you're not breathing your breath is being taken away and every time your breath's being taken away you're shortening your lifespan Deep, slow breath, okay? The, the like, dogs and everybody, other animals who pant and breathe really quickly have shorter lights, lifespans, and that's why. Pretty crazy, right? Okay, so he's the Lord of Rebirth. Uh, the Book of Breathings taught humans how to become gods, usually depicted as a man with his head of the ibis. Um, Thoth embodies the rational powers of the sun as well as the intuitive, irrational energies of the moon. Okay, um, the Egyptian symbol for the heart, uh, the recorder and balancer. So he he um, presides over weighing of the heart ceremony, which determines who is admitted into heaven. Thought is the final judge who weighs individuals true words in the innermost intent in all of your thoughts and actions. OK, so some people will say, well, I don't. Um, 
you know, I'm not pagan or all this stuff. Okay. So let me take it to another way of looking at it, depending on, because it's not about religion, right? Spiritual alchemy is not about religion. It's not about saying gods, but what it's saying is you can look at it as an archetype. Okay. Um, some people say that as an archetype within it's the Christ within it's that understanding within how do we do good deeds, right? It's the looking at the intention behind the word, looking at the intention behind the breath, looking at the intention behind what we're uttering into the world and shaping our reality. So we speak, right? We speak all the time. We're speak, 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 speak. What are we speaking? Is the question. And what is the intention behind those spoken words? Right? As Kwadi said, well, words can be spells. What are we spelling? We talk all the time. Look at me. I'm talking all the time. <laughs> talk, 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 talk. What am I talking? What am I saying? Am I being cognizant? Am I being aware of what I'm saying and where it's coming from and what the intention behind that conversation is? Truly aware. Because we start talking and sometimes we talk and we're like, oh, are we place blame? Oh, that person and this. And we get tangled in these conversations about oh, this person's wrong or that person's wrong. What's the intention behind that? Ask yourself those questions. What is the intention behind the words that I'm uttering here? Is my intention to let steam off? Is my intention to get other people to believe that that individual is no good? What is the intention behind it? And that is where the mirror comes in. That is where we our deeper wisdom comes in because now we have to take responsibility for the words that we speak, which is not easy for some. Right? It's not easy because it, somehow the world is happening to us and everything is outside of us. But when we get power back with right? Then we're able to utilize it and say, okay, I see where I'm, where I stand. This is personal responsibility and a deep personal responsibility to know the words we utter. If you notice yourself talking in mitote, right? Mitotera, that's a word we use here. And you can even see the ancient Toltec talk about mitote, which is like talking, um, the story, right? The, the illusion, the story, the mitote that we talk um, about people. So like, for instance, <laughs> we get with friends and we start talking about one individual, right? And we're like, well, that person, and we don't feel like we're engaging in something incorrect. Perhaps we're just going along and we're laughing about it. But the reality is, what are we really talking about and why? What is it that we're, what's the intention behind it? If we stepped back and looked at it, then we can ask what the intention behind our word is. Oh, well, if I had to take personal responsibility, maybe um, this person really annoys me, but why does that person annoy me, right? And then looking at it because whatever reason it is, because I feel like they don't take personal responsibility, but right now I'm not taking personal responsibility for how I talk about this individual, right? So it takes this kind of unfolding or un taking off the layers of the onion to really look at, well, why am I talking about this person? Why am I gauging in this conversation? Oh, because I have to be right about something because I, I need somebody to be proud of what I'm talking about. I need someone to see me. And if they can't see me, 
well, their attention's on them, then I've got to make them look bad, right? And that's taking personal responsibility. Not easy because it's like so easy to fall into the trap of that, right? We hear it all the time. We see it all the time. It's all over the TV even. Some of these reality shows, right, where they vet people against each other and they talk about each other behind each other's backs and they do all these crazy things. Why? What's the intention behind it? Revenge? Is it because you don't feel worthy? Or you feel unworthy? So you feel like you have to put others down to feel good about yourself? So those are the deeper questions. Now it's a hard question, right? Who's going to sit around and ask themselves that? Now, well, most people may not, or they may not even know they're doing it. They're just going along for the ride. Or maybe they want to feel like they belong. And the only way to do that is to engage in conversations that are not really you internally. Maybe the internal you is just going along for the ride because the internal you feels lonely and doesn't have anyone or doesn't feel like they have anyone that they can talk to. Hey, Baram, how are you? I uh, watched some of your, your, uh, your show on uh, Instagram. So, um, good job getting on live. <laughs> I'm a liver, actually, Facebook live. So, I don't just um, do live video or I don't just do the pod bean. I always have my uh, Facebook live going as well for the individuals who want to see my face. So, looking at the intention behind the word, that's what's important. And also, it's funny because I was talking to my friend just uh, the other day. We we're talking about. Um, just being silent. Okay. And I talked about this the other day as well. Just being silent. Don't say anything. Just be silent. When I first meet individuals, believe it or not, I don't talk a lot. <laughs> of course, on my podcast, I do because it's a podcast, right? I'm supposed to talk. I can't just sit here silently. People wouldn't just leave. They'd be like, I don't know what's going on there. But if I'm face to face with individuals, I just sit there silently listening. What are they talking about? right? What are they talking about? What is the conversation? And then what is the intention behind the conversation? What is the true intention? Sometimes people will start and then people will follow just because they want to. Not really, not really feeling the same way, but just going with it because that's what people do. We just kind of go with it, right? We want to feel like we're part of something. But what is the intention behind the conversation? Right. And I know, Bahram, you talk a lot about that. We do, what's the what's the intention behind the paperwork? Right. If we're talking about paperwork, what is the, the contract that we are discussing here? In the words of commerce. Good morning, Eagle Eyes. What is the contract that we have between each other? Listening and asking about intent. Now, I listen and question. I don't need to insert any kind of my opinion in anything. Literally, I can ask questions to get clarification and understand through questioning because questions open up the dialogue for that understanding of the t intention behind the word, intention behind the spelling. There is spelling. We all spell because we have we have symbology. That's what symbols are. Symbols and language were here to spell, to shape, to create. Not all of it is bad, but it's the intention behind it. 
What is the intent? So if we understood intent, then we'd understand how to shape and create reality, right? That's in harmony with. So the two questions you can ask yourself is when I'm creating or if I'm sitting with my friends or if I'm writing something, what is my intention behind it? And what space is this coming from? Is it coming from a space of love? Right? Or is it coming from a space of I need to be right? Or I feel unworthy so I have to prove myself. You literally, honestly, you know why masters sit in silence? They don't need to prove shit. That's the, that's the truth. They don't have to prove anything. What is there to prove? Nothing. They'll just sit there and listen and maybe question. And that's it. But notice where that gets people. <laughs> so, a lot of people have died over that, right? Just questioning. I get in trouble all the time because that's me questioning. Well, why this? Well, what's this? Well, how come that? I have to give disclaimers before I go into any kind of a dialogue with a person. I'm like, yo, um, I have some questions. I don't know if you're open. Are you open? Are you? And then they're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, let's go. And then they ask, right? Yes, contract. See, it's gone right? <laughs> Con. So for us, when we're looking at the intention of the dialogue and we're looking at what is the intention behind the words, some of it is good, right? And the question that you get to ask yourself, is this coming from a place of sorcery or a place of magic? Okay. Distinction there. And this distinction has been taught to all of the sacred holders, esoteric holders of sacred wisdom. Now, right now, we're under a spell of sorcery, okay? What is sorcery? Sorcery is just simply manipulation, utilizing the intention or the word to manipulate, using the vibrational frequencies to manipulate, right? And so, again, if you took the word contract, right, and you say, well, it's a con, okay, and we're looking at it from that lens, we would say, okay, well, there's there's manipulation within it, and that's sorcery. Now, this doesn't mean it's right, wrong, good, or bad. Here's where people, I think, kind of go a little bit crazy and don't find their middle path because they want to go extreme. That's wrong, and I'm not saying that it's wrong for you to do that because educating people is important, right, to understand what dialogue that we're in, the storyline that we're under. But they go so far that way that they forget their own reason for being here, their own magic. They let their magic go to the side, and now they're stuck in the loop of the con still. They're still under that dialogue and that story and the manipulation, and they don't know how to get out of it. So they're talking about how to get out of it, but not truly living out of it. Okay, there's a difference and a distinction between the two. The distinction of actually uh, understanding the concept, but living the concept's a different thing. The experience of that concept is different. Totally different things. All right, Eagle Eyes, have a great day. <laughs> Sounds interesting. <laughs> so when we're under the language of other people, and we're under the spell of other people or the construct of what we see today, which is manipulation and sorcery. It's that simple. 
We don't have to make it so complex. There's a whole slew of different ways they manipulate us and we can get stuck on each one of those. But that keeps us from our own divine birthright. It keeps us from our own magic. See, so I literally will not get stuck in that particular conversation because I know that it's a misdirect. I know that it's a con. I already know it's manipulation. I don't need anybody to convince me. I know. I know what the intention is. As soon as I know the intention, I, Natalie, Kamala, Misha, get to choose how I want to engage. And then it becomes a choice. Do I want to engage in that? Or do I want to step away from that and I want to create my magic? And where is my magic coming from? Well, magic as the magician, right, is the intention of supporting humanity to illuminate and rise together. It's the connection. Hey, Shadow, it's the connection of us working in unison to illuminate the world. Now, there's a couple of things that need to happen. Your language is important. Language creates and shapes. And the intention behind our language creates and shapes. So when we start to do our own magic, we've got to be very, very careful about how we do it and who we talk to. Some magic, I, there's. let's just say this, there are things that I do not share on here and I never will. It's for me. I might have little pieces drip into the podcast and if somebody wanted to learn, right? And they were like, well, what's your journey? What's your map? I could show people, I could teach people, but that's only going to be a select few people. It's not going to be the masses, but it's because it's my magic and it's my medicine. Just like you have your medicine and your magic. And then you utilize it to support and illuminate the world. So those who are on here, um, the very few that are on here, that's what you're here to do. You're here to support humanity in illuminating them, right? Illumination, to support them through. Now, if you're here for manipulation, right, or whatever, is it going to be right, wrong, good, or bad? No, but tell people your intention. That's what I ask people. Well, are you here to manipulate? Just ask. Doesn't make them right, wrong, good, or bad, but at least you know what you're dealing with. If they say yes and you still go for it, well, remember, you wanted to play that game. It's you who cho chose to play that game. Now, people will say this is hard because they're like, well, we're in the game of sorcery. Well, we are right now. Yes. Too humble to manipulate anyone. Yeah, <laughs> you do magic. Yes, we all do magic. In fact, um, the Magi, right? <laughs> when we think about it, the Magi, really um, in tarot magic, right? Um, if you looked at the magician um, in tarot, in the process of tarot, the magician brings from the cosmos or the macrocosm and creates in the material world. And the magician has all the tools available to them to do so. So magic, where people think magic is like this thing, like, ooh, like I'm going to go and, and conjure up stuff and all that. 
you could, I mean, you could create elixirs and you could create all this stuff, right? People do, they have medicine people. That's, you can call that magic where they take teas and tinctures and they help people. Um, they use uh, CBD, THC, shrooms. They use all these different ways to cure and heal people, even food itself. Sometimes they'll use food to cure a person or an individual. So yes, we do, we use, we all have our own magic. We all have that own internal essence to heal the world and everybody's is different. And this is the reason why we're in a state of emergency <laughs> because it's not a, the warfare. It's happening spiritual and people are trying to tap into that spiritual understanding of who they are. They don't know who they are and they're not going to tell you who they are and they can't. No one can. I cannot tell you who you are. I have, do not have that power. No one does. That's why you're uniquely you and you have your magic, your way, your divine way. So all of you have a, a great, <laughs> you guys have a staff to hold, right? And it's a great calling, right? You're being called to do something. There's a calling inside of you. You wouldn't stay on here this long because most people after a while are like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> can only hear so much of this stuff right if you were around me all day forget it <laughs> all day every day is <laughs> my life right but after a while some people are like well but you all have this divine magic within you this divine spark and you guys know internally something's calling you to do something some people are in different parts and I can even ask and you guys are welcome to share. Where are you in your spiritual journey? Where do you feel you are? Where do you, where, where do you want this journey to go? What is it that you're trying to create with this journey? The calling is there always. Absolutely. Some people don't pay attention. Now more than ever, people are starting to pay attention. They don't know where to go. They don't know where to go. They don't know what to look. There's so much. There's so much information. Which, what do you pay attention to? What's the right way, right? Your way is the right way. Your way is the right way. That's what I'm trying to tell you. So looking for teachers that guide you for your way, not teachers that tell you how you should do it. Teachers that ignite and magnify what's already there within you. You already have it. It's not separate from you. It is you. Remember, you are the answer. You're the key. You're the life force. You are you. You are the you are the miracle. You are the abundance. You. Yeah, not anything outside of you. Not the car. Not the this. Not the that. You. You are this magnificent creature, and you have all the tools with you. How do you utilize them? So where are you on your spiritual journey? Where are you? What, what is it that you're wanting to create? What is the end goal? What is the intention behind what you're doing? I know Kwadi, I know Bahram, um, and I don't know who else is on here. There's a couple of others. I know, and I've listened to a couple of the stuff or you guys have shared, and I understand you all have different approaches and ways of seeing and communicating what you or your spiritual internal calling is telling you, right? So with quad D, right, it's your idea of the flat earth, right? That is opening up your eyes to other ways of being, to your magnificence, right? And then we have Bahram who's looking at um, 
I would say commerce, right, are looking at how the government is structured and looking into the structure of how this storyline was created. And we can look at it and say, okay, so how is that my medicine or the way that I see the world, how is that being asked to be utilized and to support individuals to waking up. Now, here's the deal. And this is a question that I'll ask you. I'm specifically asking Kwadi Baran because I know where you guys are, is what you're sharing supporting you or not supporting you in the relationships that you want to create with the people you love? Is it helping you or is it not helping you? Because the language, if let's say, for instance, you're getting resistance and that will happen as we shift and change. Okay, there's resistance because language is changing and they're not used to it, perhaps. The people that are around you and sometimes we have to let people go so that we can start to create and shape, right, the perspective of new individuals coming in. That's how it works. Our language changes, people fall away, and then we start to create a new reality. And we magnetize different people, different conversations, right? Not everybody can stay in this conversation. Not everybody's going to tune into the conversation here. Some people will come in and stay for a while and some people will leave and they'll go into another conversation, another vibration, another frequency, another whatever they're paying attention to. So to shape your reality, yeah, you might piss off people, but is it at the expense? Is it a detriment to you or is it not? It's destroyed old relationships, but made new ones. Okay, good. You said that. It depends on who I'm speaking to. It's a blessing in disguise. Good. So you get that there are these hard moments that you have to go through and letting go, right? The attachment to the things that we have when we change our language. This is all interconnected. It might sound like I'm going off, but I'm not because we started with breath. Then we go to language and language shapes and creates. And as we change the language, people start to see us differently. And as they start to see us differently and things start to shape differently, we start to let go of old things. Here's where people get caught up in that they get attached to those old people and they want to drag people along. There are going to be some people that will never hear you. They ain't going to hear you. It's not for them. You might have planted a seed and later those seeds will blossom through someone else, but you are not their guide. Here's the thing. If I speak to ascended masters, right? If I teach people who are on their way to mastery, you plant seeds, but you got to let people go because those individuals, you're not their medicine. You can't convince. It's a choice. It's a personal choice. And as language shifts and, and creates, yeah, you're going to probably end up by yourself sometimes. I'm going to tell you that right now because the road least traveled ends up being a lonely road at times. I get on here, um, Spirit and Coffee, been doing it for almost four years. <laughs> and I can tell you that there's times that, and I know you said this, Baram, I don't want to talk to myself. Guess what? Talk to yourself. That's why you're doing it. Okay? You're doing it for yourself, to be honest. I know you feel like you're doing it for the world, but it's your medicine. You're doing it for you. There's something inside of you that gets to come out and the people that are there to listen will listen. 
the people that are there to hear you will hear you. Do it anyway. Look at yourself. If you can't look at yourself and talk to yourself, Balram, how can you talk to anyone? Learn to talk to yourself. Learn to understand the language that you're saying. Learn to understand the frequency and vibration you're putting out there. You're shaping something. You're creating something. There's a, an internal voice inside of you that's calling to put this information out there. Ego is the one that's holding you back from that. You would say ego is the one who says, I have to have an audience. No, you don't. You are your audience. Remember, we're here to save ourselves. If I have no audience or if I have an audience, to me, whatever. People are going to hear what they need to hear when they need to hear it. And that's that. End of story. I know because my ego showed up in Spirit and Coffee at the beginning. And I had to have a conversation with her. <laughs> or even him. He might be a him. I don't know. <laughs> Feels more masculine to me, to be honest with you. Ego showed up. What's the numbers? How come I'm not getting, I want more. And I'm like, whoa, what, where is that coming from? That is not why you started this. You didn't start this to be popular. It's not popular. Spiritual alchemy is starting to become popularized again, but it's not popular. People don't just talk about spiritual alchemy all day, every day. It's, it, some people can't even handle it for 10 minutes, five minutes. After five minutes, they're like, I'm done. Like, Natalie, I've had enough. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I just leave and walk away and I understand why. Because it's a lot. It can be a lot for an individual. So, ego. Ask yourself those questions. Who's talking? Again, I'm talking to Kwadi and, and Bahram for some reason. I don't know why, but I feel like the energy is telling me to talk directly to you guys. So, that's what I'm going to do. Ask yourself those questions. Is this ego? We will be burned at the stake and that's okay, right? So um, ask yourself, is this ego or is this, what's the intention behind this? And am I attached? Those are very important questions because when you're getting, if you're getting into arguments with people, it's because you're attached to your own way of thinking. They can't see the world through your eyes. You're not their medicine. Rather than that, listen, right? I know what you're saying, but mostly it's because I'm not the best of speakers and need to need the interaction. Okay. It's different with the pre-recorded shows where I have done the research, but these live shows, I struggle without participation. Then you know what, Bara, and this is up to you. I'm sorry if I'm overstepping. Please tell me. It's not ego. It's love. Okay. So um, I don't literally you guys can tell me to shut up because this is more of a coaching i'm doing more coaching with you guys and i and usually ask people before i go there um but something was telling me to 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 connect with you and talk to you both so that's why i'm doing it but you guys can tell me to shut up whenever i need to um i don't want to trigger or push too much right not all the fire away i appreciate the advice and criticism not at all fire away okay um yeah and it's not criticism um, and it's not, and it could be advice, but it's not, it's more of a question, um, that I, I'm asking you to maybe consider. Okay. So what, so listen to this because you say that these life shows you struggle, right? You struggle. 
well, look at that. Is okay. Well, my first question would be, is it your calling? Are you feeling that you're called to do these live videos? That something inside of you saying, yes, you need to do live. First of all, or are you forcing yourself to do the live? That would be the first question. If it's your medicine and there's a calling and you know you need to do the live, then I would say what's holding you back? Why are you struggling? Is it the need to be right and look good? Because that's an authentic, that's like authenticity. We're talking about the authentic self coming out there. And it's a question of authenticity. Our vulnerability even, right? To be vulnerable in front of people. Do you know how many times I've cried on this thing? <laughs> oh man, vulnerability is a big one. So yes, so I would ask yourself those deeper questions, right? Um, and then in terms of ego, well, mine wasn't love. Mine was ego totally when it showed up, the numbers and all that stuff. No, that's not love. That was me trying to be popular. I was like, what am I doing? If there's one person, if there's no person, this is my medicine. This is what I've been told to do. I'm going to do it regardless. And then it's like, okay, ego, you've got to just take us back seat and it's okay. You're there. I love you, but not right now. This is not your day. <laughs> you just need to stop. Okay. I'm forcing myself to start doing lives because I crave these deep conversations in order to find truth um, and also build relationship with guys in Podbean I've listened to for a couple of years. Awesome. Okay. And also to get myself better at conversation. Okay. Perfect. Well, thank you for sharing. So maybe live isn't your medicine. Maybe it is and maybe it isn't. I don't know. Um, I'm definitely, I know you and I, um, you asked me to be on your show and I'm totally open to doing that. Um, and I would love to be on your show. Um, but also, um, wouldn't mind doing a, um, I call it a discovery call. If you're open for that, just to dig deeper into, um, what it is that you're wanting to create, where you are in your journey, how you are getting there just to support basically. It's a discoveries call to support you um, to dig a little deeper. And I do that with individuals who I know and feel are really ready to take their next step in this journey. And that's beautiful, right? It's a beautiful thing. It's beautiful when people are ready to take the step because there's no going back and it's not easy. And there is support now. That's what I love is that there are, there is support. Most people, um, let, let's just say this. I've been on my journey since I was two. And uh, if I told you where I lived in the circumstances I came up in, you would freak out that I had nobody to. Right? I had nobody to talk to at that age. And nobody listened to me. I was just a kid. Who the hell was I? And into adulthood. And the common thing I hear upon, uh, among people who are awakening or awakening or feel like they've had this kundalini experience of awakening feel that they don't have anyone to talk to. They're like, I don't have anyone to talk to. Uh, these are the conversations I want to have. And there's no one there. There are people there. We're at a time where we can open up to this. There are people. There's a lot of people and there's a lot of support. Um, the, the best thing that I tell people when they're on their journey is be very careful about who you talk to and who you listen to. The main things are, 
Are they forcing their process and their perspective on you and their worldview on you? Or are they helping you to see the world through your own lens so that you can come to your own personal medicine, your own medicine being the gift that you will leave in the world, the gifts that you have to provide. Everybody has gifts and everybody has a legacy. Everyone, every single human being. And if we all understood the magnificence that lived within us, the magnificence that's there, we'd live in a very different world. The world would look very different than what it does right now. See? And we could be upset that they, quote unquote, kept this information away from us. But now we know. And now we have the opportunity to take back our power. You have that ability to take your power back. And I'm here rooting you on. Take back your power. Remember who you are. 144,000 ascended masters, right? We need everybody to wake up. We need everybody to remember who they are. That's transcendence. Not, oh, I'm in a higher levels of consciousness and you're not. No, we, nobody gets left behind or nobody goes. We work together in unison and we illuminate the darkness so that we can transcend or so that we can become light together. See, it's not done alone and you're not alone. There are always people we have to learn to trust God to lead us to them. Absolutely. Yes. So you're not alone. Okay. And there are individuals that are here and your people will show up as your dialogue changes. Okay. So you're here for a purpose. You're here for a reason. And that's why there's people around. There's people rooting for you, believe it or not, that want you, that are, are saying, come on, it's time. Get up. Let's go. We're going to work together, okay? And then you, when you're ready, you support others. And there's a couple of things that you need to know before you go trying to support others. Now, one is not telling them how they should think or feel. <laughs> you can and see how that goes for you. You're not going to get good results, I promise. The result happens in, in questioning to let them find the answer for themselves. They have it within them. They're powerful enough. Remember that. The people around, around you, they're powerful enough. They are. Okay? All right. So there you have it. I wasn't going to get on to these. I wasn't feeling well. And then I go and talk for an hour. But um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being here. Um, and just super um love you guys more than you probably know so have a magical magnificent marvelous miraculous monday and i will be seeing you guys tomorrow bye, -bye.